Hello there. Welcome to Please Scream Inside Your Heart. I am Junkie. Hi, I'm Hank. Hello. Hello. It is Valentine's Day, which should be like a, a the closest holiday that has like a thematic connection to the name of our to podcast. Hearts. But not really. But it feels like that. So hopefully you and your significant other and or by yourself took some time today to scream inside your heart. Screaming inside your heart does not discriminate against those who are in relationships or single. So <laughs> there you go. That's how you celebrate Valentine's Day, I think. That's what, you know. You grew up, no, you know, kids in the classroom exchanging cards and then just inside every single card, just scream inside your heart. Bam. A cultural standard across the globe. <sighs> sure. I would say, we could talk about Valentine's Day, but me and Hank are both single, so there's nothing to discuss. <laughs> What is interacting with humans? We we and also it's a pandemic, so it's like where you know most people aren't even like going out or anything. If they are a couple, they're doing shit. So, yeah. In my defense, mm-hmm. you, I would have done the same thing if it weren't a pandemic. But. Same, but that you know the the audience doesn't have to know that. It's fine. <laughs> we we would have been out on the town cruising, picking up the ladies. I think you're lying. <laughs> lying to me now. I could just I have a suspicion. It'd, it'd be a fun time. I'm a really good wingman. It just, you know, I think it just the. Uh, well, um, how do I frame? I don't want to be too self. Never mind. I'll avoid the self-deprecating jokes. I'm, I'm a good wingman. <laughs> I'm, okay. It's fun. It's fun stuff. But I think it just, you know, it's easier to wingman when you're gay because it's like automatically kind of like a different playing field. There's no kind of uh, motive, you know, so it's easier to just kind of connect with people. And then, hey, meet my friend X person here. They're great. And, you know, I gas up and hype up my friends. So, bam, those are the services I offer during this pandemic, too. If you need Tinder advice, please visit the Discord and the channel Please Scream Questions, which, you know, we can also work as Please Scream Dating Advice. That is another service we offer to you guys all, free of Get charge. Get Junkie for all your Tinder questions. Mm-hmm. I'm very good at reviewing, like, dating profiles and giving advice because... You either learn firsthand, but obviously it's like different for gay, but like all my girlfriends, like, you know, I get the, I get the, the, the real thoughts and reactions of what works and not. So it's, I can, I got you spreading the knowledge, knowledge is power. But anyway, hope you all are staying safe. Uh, shout out to our Texas listeners because I feel we have an overrepresentation of Texans and they're like dealing with snow shit I think but I can't really tell if it's like 
actually bad or just bad for a state that has probably like very little infrastructure on how to deal with snow so stay safe warm order up some food in advance make some money i don't know anyway don't die yeah don't ideally <laughs> don't don't die <laughs> always a really good goal to have um we're gonna continue on with necro's question series of questions well, not even series of questions. Well, no, Han. He asked this, one question. You turned this, it into... I was going to say, the original one was a, a series quest. of questions. The second one, which we're probably not going to get to, I turned that one into a series. So, like, I, I I, have partial blame, but not yet. No, you have all the blame. The other one was also just a single question that you... But he gave all the examples, from. so then it's just like, I gotta He's answer like, all the examples. He's like, you can pick one, and you're man. like, no, all. Yes. <laughs> Correct. Listen. That's what I'm saying. We go above and beyond for our listeners. <laughs> they, they just want to know all the things, Hank. We got we got to give it to them. So, um, hopefully we'll get through. Well, we want to fish off comics for Mr. Hank because I really like my comic thing is probably like a couple minutes. And then games and movies. So that's the little agenda for the episode today in case you wanted to know the itinerary upon listening to this episode. So, Mr. Hank, please continue with any sort of favorite influential. No, no, I want to hear, I want to hear your Mine. comics oh, that okay. you've had, exp- what comics have mattered to you. Oh, okay. If All right. Well, as the comic book connoisseur, host of this including podcast manga. including manga don't forget about manga oh i guess that you know what then maybe i can actually hold on okay while i look something up i'll talk about comics so comics the first comic book i actually bought was um civil war series because i was like yo <laughs> captain american iron man are fighting fuck yeah dude <laughs> like it's true that did happen and like obviously like in the grand scheme of things that probably is like a very um milk toast like comic book idea and or like plot based off of just what i know now and obviously learning from hank too Uh, but at the time (laughs) it's like yo superheroes fighting each other what the fuck and i just i think i liked the idea of them like picking teams and finding out like which heroes liked which person and all that sort of stuff so that was really which heroes were fascists yes which heroes were not fascists the prophecy (laughs) it should have been all of them are not fascists it should have been but (laughs) You know, the, the government, man, they sometimes make compelling arguments. Like, yeah. I even remember their argument, just like, you know, keeping everyone safe and no. blah, blah, blah. It's, we should register all superheroes in this world where the government made sentinels to murder all mutants that registered with us. No, we don't remember that. <laughs> that never happened. So look, regist- superheroes, they're, they're dangerous weapons, but... In the Marvel Universe, the context of mutants oh. existing makes that incredibly fucked up on its face. <gasps> wait, hold on. Oh my god, wait, I might have found it. Hold on. Yes! Oh my god, yes, I'm so happy. Okay. 
there was a manga series that I loved. And honestly, yeah. like in hindsight, it probably was nothing special. But, uh, well, first off, I loved Naruto. Like that got me into it. The show, friend groups, everything. Beautiful, wonderful, awesome action and characters and wonderfulness. Uh, Death Note yeah. is something I recommend to everyone because that is just very, very well written and captivating. But there was a fucking manga series. I'm so glad I found it. I don't know how Google's powerful as shit, but it was called Dragon Eye. And pretty much it was like what like attracted me to it was like we're at like Barnes and Noble group of friends. And we're just like, all right, we need like new manga to read. And I saw it and the guy had blue hair and a sword. And I was like, that, yep, that's good enough for me. <laughs> um, and... <laughs> Like, it really doesn't take much. Like, all right, he looks cool and he has a sword. Why not? And um, found a dude um, with a, like, dragon eye. <laughs> I'm going to do a really bad at describing this. So let me actually think this out. So pretty much, like, from what I remember of the plot, that there was, like, a terrible virus throughout the world. People and animals were infected with it and shit. And these creatures like um they turn into these like horrible monsters and creatures and shed virus shit so like very resident evil-esque um like they never created a cure and shit um and the only like way to like quote unquote save them is to just kill them <laughs> so um but then there are like people that are born with immunity from the virus and like those people it's their job to kind of protect everyone else who isn't immune from it and um it's like very like naruto-esque because like there's different squads and all the squads have leaders so it's like sort of like bleach and naruto heavily influenced but like in the grand scheme of things it was probably just some shitty like shonen like just kind of taking you know popular ideas for everything else but i was so into it and the characters were really really funny and uh there was like i think nine nine volumes okay it came out in 2005 and um went through like 2009 uh no okay so it said 2005 in like Asian territories, and then the English release came out in 2007 mm. through 2009. So I was like super duper duper into it. Uh, very good characters, very entertaining plot, and just, you know, it was just like um, kind of like just fast food manga, and I was like all into yeah. it. And um, randomly, the series just stopped like <laughs> oh no so that's kind of eh, why it like had happens. such a lasting impact on me and especially because like literally the last like couple of pages of the manga was like this big cliffhanger like plot point that has oh, been built no. up over like multiple like the issues so then it was just like yep i will remember this for the rest of my life because i am so fucking disappointed <laughs> <laughs> that's oh, no. like it and i'm looking at it now there were nine versions not, uh, nine volumes and the ninth one never came to america so maybe the 
plot point is in the ninth one, but I'm not sure if it was even popular enough to like get a translation or anything. But uh, it says the series scan, was there's probably fan subs or something. Yeah, fan translation. Like, maybe shout out to all the maybe the, maybe I... this whole time, Dragon I had an ending. You should go look into it. I should. I would really actually closure. need to, to remember everything because again, like <laughs> freaking 2007, like I was in middle school so fuck if i remember any of that shit but um it says things like that the series has been on a hiatus in japan apparently due to the creator's illness so it's like we don't even kind of know what happened which is great but it got nominated for like some awards and stuff so maybe it was better than i you know maybe maybe i'm downplaying it you know, maybe, maybe some good stuff. But yeah, everyone was kind of like, yeah, there's like clear Naruto influence in the characters and in the plot and everything I mean, in Bleach. So it, it was just... Shonen manga. There's a lot of it. Yeah. There's it a just... whole magazine. It's just comics that are like that. Yeah. It, it, it was good stuff, Although, but... Look, the thing yeah. that makes Naruto good <laughs> is that Naruto is a shoujo heroine. Not a shonen protagonist. True. Because he's not he's not interested in just being the strongest. He wants to protect his friends, which is the thing that the girls characters in Chocho manga are into. Yeah. Whereas in like I'm Dragon reading the Ball, reception, the so like people like it's like mixed where everyone was kind of like yeah good art and action, but zero originality. <laughs> it's like yeah that's probably true. But it changed it and like it changed it enough that I was like, yes, like and or like because like I just kind of wanted more of it. It's like I loved like the Naruto kind of uh, tuning exam saga and like the bleach, you know, early bleach shit. So Primo just mm-hmm. took both of those and put it into one with new characters. So I'm like, uh, yeah, I want more of that shit. Yeah. So it's not like a influential but it was definitely something i like distinctly remember just because of it's like (laughs) untimely demise of like (laughs) i just assumed like oh it's probably unpopular all right well i guess i'll just hold on these books forever because no one else will remember them and or like i don't know i felt like i was like the freaking uh protector of history like i can't lose these man no one else probably fucking bought these books um, but uh if i had to pick like god no death note was probably like the fucking coolest and then naruto i read every single week the japanese translation that would come out a week later and shit um so that's probably like my most influential because i played the games i even played the naruto freaking card game was actually pretty good if any, if anyone remembers that, it was actually pretty fucking good. Um, and then for comics, yeah, like it was mostly just Civil War stuff, and then like that's kind of what got me more into Marvel and like learning about more Marvel people that were there outside of just like I knew Spider-Man and like kind of the Spider-Man villains from like the games and just the TV show and stuff. So it was kind of like, oh, mm-hmm. there's all the other people like i never heard of iron man i never heard of black panther i never heard of kind of like you know a lot of them now that are uh household names so yeah that was fun and interesting but yeah i don't have like 
too much experience with like comics like uh based off of hank's recommendations i have like four or five like series in my amazon wish list so if they ever go on sale or like i don't know some amazon gift cards <laughs> someone out there <laughs> and i will buy them and read them and or just a um, man in the desert yes begging for amazon <laughs> gift cards <laughs> i want to read the what do i have it's the deadpool no spider gwen the miles and then you recommended me mr miracle which like oddly enough like i have a friend that i play league of legends with a lot and Mm -hmm. his league idea is mr miracle and i was always like why do you call yourself that he's like oh it's from a comic but like i was like now i'm like aha it's a good comic book series because hank gave it its approval so now i have to like Next time I talk to him, I'm gonna be like, "Yo, that's a good that that's he good might, shit." You might like older Mister Miracle comics, which are kind of a little different, but but I just remember him like Jack Kirby classics. Yeah, he he like was raving about it, and I was not. Nah, no, I was just being an asshole. Mm. I was like, "No, who the fuck names himself Mister Miracle? Shut up!" <laughs> just teasing him and playing with him. Uh, but uh, you know, <laughs> but yeah, it was so. a. Shout out to it's that like a David Hoverfield like character, and then Scott Free um, inherits the name. That's how he becomes Mister Miracle. He literally just inherits it from some other dude. Bam. So yeah, the, the, those are my experiences. What about because you talked like in the last episode? So what like was there yeah. another one and or series that you like thought of after that you're like ah I need to. I need to talk about this. Um, on the manga front, mm-hmm. I just want to mention. Uh, so after I read Death Note, uh, I then got into this other comic, Monster, written by Naoki Urasawa, and it was like recommended as being somewhat similar. It doesn't have any of like the the magic elements, but it is also like a thriller mystery story sure manga so like there's there's something similar about it and it's it's fucking great and then i went on to like read other stuff by him because he also did this comic pluto where he adapted one arc of astro boy and turned it into a gritty detective story actually that sounds interesting like made it and like blew it out and it's fucking great uh and then he also did another series 20th century boys which is eve which is the longest thing by him i've read and it's really complicated and i don't know a good way to describe it honestly (laughs) fair it's really good it's like these kids like had their own like weird stories and then it it's about like them as grown-ups and this like cult that takes over the country has like based its stuff around the stories they told as kids. Hmm. Is like the loose, the loosest, the quickest explanation I think I can give. Yeah. Um. Uh. And he's also he did like I, there's an anime 
based on his work that I watched, some of like Yawara, the judo, fashionable judo girl, I think. It's about like this girl who just wants to be a normal girl, but her grandfather has made her like the greatest judo fighter in the world. (laughs) (laughs) Is it like one of those like feel good, like kind of light, fluffy? Yeah. Uh, Yeah. I love so those. like his so he has other stuff that's not just serious you know, like super grim, grim uh, yeah. thriller stuff but nice is more more wholesome too and he also did this there was like this short that was like a Sentai thing that was based on a story he did for a really second liked, I thought you said I don't even another remember. word and I was going <laughs> you know no the the Power Rangers thing. Sure. Um, and he has this, this other, like, light detective series that's, like, uh, called Master Keaton. And that's okay. He is a busy he man. Stuff that, he has stuff that, uh, you know, hasn't been brought over into the U.S. too, I think. I think there's, like, a series <laughs> Just, like, haven't, haven't volume nine yet. of Dragon Eye. <laughs> yeah. And, like, a lot of them, his stuff was out of wasn't in print in english when i got into him and then it started coming out so i was like reading it as i was buying the volumes as they wow your impact of uh of 20th century boys in particular that that was hank's power see if you fucking read dragon eye they would have brought over the ninth volume (laughs) monster i had to track down and some of those volumes like i couldn't I think I'm still missing one, but for a while, like some of those volumes were stupid expensive. Mm-hmm. It's like it's like 18 volumes, and like I'm not gonna <laughs> like forty dollars or whatever for like a volume of manga. It's like yeah, too much. Yeah, crazy. If not, but then they they reprinted it in um, bigger volumes, so those prices of the older ones have gone down at least. Nice, love reprints. Because uh, they 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 reprinted it with like as like the three in one volumes. Yes. They've also done that with 20th Century Boys since I read it. And I'm pr- I think they reprinted Pluto, too. But Pluto, I, I did have to track down the older versions. on. I use this website, Abe Books, which is a used bookstore. I remember. Abe Books? Abe. Oh. A-B-E. Abe Books. That's what I used it. Hashtag not sponsored, but you should sponsor us. We're very influential influencers. Used bookseller. Yeah. Oh, they have a lot of stuff, actually. Yep. Neat. Um, (laughs) Do they have the ninth volume of Dragon Eye? (laughs) Maybe. (gasps) Oh, my God. They actually have some Dragon Eye. Not all of the volumes, but oh, my God. Mm -hmm. It lives on. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you, Glenn the Bookseller in Montgomery, Illinois. Um. You're fighting yeah, and I just fight. did those salt circles about Akira. I fucking love Akira. Um, I need to get around to doing the, watching and or reading that, but uh, I'm just not in the mood for anything like dark, gritty, or depressing because I don't know. But I need to. It's been like on my list for like literal years, but I just have never gone mm-hmm. around to it. But like so many like artists that i like follow like musicians and stuff like they always talk about like how impactful that like was on them as creatives and you know all that stuff for me for 
for me, we're like reading it the first time. The real hit was like so much of the st- the visual stuff I'd liked from Final Fantasy VII was directly ripped off from Akira. Like <laughs> not even not even like oh man, like the first Genova like container you see in that game is literally the like a tiny version of the the Akira container. That manga, so that was like incredibly striking to me. It's like, oh, this is the real shit. This is where it came from. This is the source material. We found yeah. it. Hell yeah. Shout out to Akira. Has very cool art. It's very... I've seen yep. I've seen that. It's good stuff. Mm-hmm. Now, do you want to transition into games or movies? Do you have a preference? I don't have a preference. Okay. Um, I mean, games. I games. I could start because Final Fantasy VII was oh, real important go. to me. Bam! Look at us <laughs> fucking like... that transition, baby. <laughs> Let's uh, go. That's why they pay Hank the big like bucks, dude. That and Pokemon was yep. one-two punch of like, oh, RPGs. Mm-hmm. So this is a neat, neat style of game. This is cool. And and Final Fantasy VII is probably like the first, like this game has a story that I care about. Totally. Rather than just like the gameplay, or rather than just and and the story is in the game because I did get really invested in the story of Tekken Three, mm-hmm. but a lot of that was reading the strategy guide and like mm-hmm. story stuff, oh <laughs> like just reading Remember about when they used all to the like characters. Literally give you the stories? entire game story in a fucking like manual or strat. Oh my god, dude kids today they don't realize how good they have it look i'm very invested in that story where characters threw other characters into a volcano i would be too (sighs) (laughs) i'm very invested in tekken 4 though that game is fucking hilarious (laughs) i can 4 plays the worst though oh it is absolutely the worst but it has the most hilarious cutscenes. if you have not seen have you seen donkey's video on it or no I have not seen Donkey's video on it. I mean, I Tekken Four is the only I, the only Tekken games I don't own. Well, no, that's not true. They 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 did like some spin-off stuff, mm-hmm. but like I didn't buy Tekken Four, and I don't own Tekken One. I <laughs> it's like as far as numbered Tekken games, that's where I was like. Tekken 4 was I like rented it and I was so disappointed. Oh, it's like so how bad. cramped the levels were. They just, they made the stages, they put walls in Tekken, and they made the stages too small. Like, way too small. It was mm-hmm. stupid. Um, I highly, the opening highly cutscene is dope, recommend though. you opening watch it. And any listener, just dope. search up Donkey, D-U-N-K-E-Y, if you don't know who he is. And then Tekken 4, those cutscenes, man, I was, like, literally, like, almost on the verge of tears during one of them. It, like, ah. Yeah. Uh, it's so good. Don't want to spoil or, you know, quote it because you just need to see everything in the context of the gameplay, but it is good stuff, man. That is a funny ass game. Even though it's absolutely trying to be very serious. Look, only Tekken 7 has Heihachi crying, like shedding a single tear while someone else says I love Heihachi, so that's the best one. <laughs> I I don't know, man. Yeah, just I want to hear your opinion after <laughs> you 
you've watched this. Cause I mean, I've seen the Tekken 4 stuff. Okay. It's not like I haven't seen it. Oh, okay, okay. Um, I just feel more, much more strongly about, like, 3 and 5. Totally. And 5 had the benefit of, like, they put Tekken 3 in there also. Yeah. That was cool. That felt like a good piece of game stuffs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, Tekken 3 was what I bought at PlayStation 4, so that one's pretty pretty important to me also. Oh, true. Yeah. I to... read a review in EGM, mm-hmm. Electronic Gaming Monthly, and they gave that game 5 out of 5, or whatever. Wow. They had 5s in all their, their categories. Their All impact. their dumb, like, graphics, sound, all, all 5s. Shout out to It was the first EGM. game I'd seen all 5s, and I was like, yo, I gotta get this game. Uh-huh. It was Tekken, and it was great. She's not misled. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to EGM. You get to unlock Gon and get Gon's cutscene at the end, which just loops forever until you stop it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that tiny dinosaur. <laughs> Shout out to tiny dinosaurs. Um, trying to think for my games like Pokemon, I absolutely loved and adored and played like every main game besides like some of the um, like you know bonus shit like you know i didn't like play emerald but i played like ruby you know um but game that like had the most impact on me well kirby's epic yarn i absolutely adore but i wouldn't say it was like influential you know but it was definitely uh a, a, a guilty boy well, I, I don't even want to use the word guilty pleasure because i will <laughs> there's no guilt about loving that game but that is a beautiful wonderful game but i would probably have to see fire emblem awakening and i can tie into necro's question that he actually asked this week about like games that you have a hard time finishing or going back to because of real world plot problems and shit like fire emblem awakening I never played a Fire Emblem game before that one. And I don't know mm. what inspired me to pick it up. I think my friends were just telling me how good it is or like how good the series is. And I was like in a deep, deep, deep depression. Like nothing was, I couldn't be motivated to do like anything. I was barely just functioning and going through the motions of like getting up, showering, eating. And it's like, yep, that's enough for me today. Um, mm-hmm. and Fire Emblem Awakening was like the first thing that I remember actually caring about. And like, I binged the shit out of that game and was so captivated by it and loved it and adored it. And it was like the first kind of big step I took towards like kind of coming out of that. So that like game has such a special place in my heart. And uh-huh. because of that association, like with future Fire Emblem games, like I've been able to do them, but like with Three Houses, like that is a game I just like kind of ha- have not got into yet, even though like I like was so looking forward to it and I love it. But it's almost like it's so weird. Like it's almost like I need it as like a safety net sort of thing. Like if I'm ever <laughs> like in a shitty mood or you know going through like something shitty it's like i need to kind of have that as like my uh break glass in case of emergency button like i need like you know it's just this very weird thing but like i've like 
since like Fire Emblem Awakening, I've played like every Fire Emblem that's come out since then. Besides Three Houses, I've went back and played uh, Sacred Stones, uh, Seven. I played even Six with Roy, and Roy's the shittiest fucking... Oh my god, I can't even get into that, because I fucking loved Roy and Melee. He was my favorite character, so now I was like, finally, I can play the game with Roy, and I love Fire Emblem. Ah, and he fucking sucks. He is, like, the worst main character <laughs> captain of any Fire Emblem series. He is so underleveled, useless sack of shit. Level ups are just awful. Awful, awful. I don't know what they were thinking. They just wanted him to be as useless as possible. Um... But I never played six. You you're not missing out on much. <laughs> like, it, it just Roy fucking sucks, and it broke my heart. Um. So then, I'm trying to think what else. Yeah, so I would say those are probably like the only games that I would say like I like have a hard time finishing or going back to because of real world problems and or real life connections. Um. Mm-hmm. And then I guess League of Legends, I do have to say, is influential because I've been playing it for seven-ish years, and I, like, follow the competitive scene still very deeply. I've made so many friendships through that game or, like, expanded upon friendships through that game and, like, having Mm. people that played it. I've met so many people that are into the scene or were pro players are pro players are like, you know, I've just made so many connections, relationships, friendships, etc. through that game. And I've spent an unhealthy amount of time <laughs> playing that game. Um, so yeah, I'd probably have to see league if I had to like pick one game as mm-hmm. like a more matter of fact thing, but fire Emblem sure. has definitely has that close purse connection, but league of legends, I'm just, I'm way too deep. You know, I'm just, it's sunken cost fallacy. <laughs> I'm done. I keep up with the pro scene. I keep up with all the things that are like on the playtesting thing. When skins come out, the leaks, playing it a lot, you know. And that's been a big quarantine thing. Like me and like a group of friends, like that's kind of been mm-hmm. our quarantine savior in the terms of like yeah. being able to socialize, being able to like just like reliably have us all get on around the same time talk shoot the shit um so that's been mm-hmm. great um call of duty for a while too i was super fucking into but i wouldn't say like it like that kind of like fizzled out hard like when i was done with call, like i started playing call of duty modern warfare and then by black ops 2 i was just done it was like a very sudden just yep I have nothing else to get from this and I have no motivation to play it, but that's more so um, how they mishandled the game and multiplayer and shit. But those campaigns were still fun. But yeah, I've not gone back to a Call of Duty game ever since then. Um, yeah, I would say those are good. it, but the, those or are no, fun. That, or rather, that fucking whatever. Shout out to Modern Warfare. New Modern Warfare. New Modern Warfare was good. Yeah. Because that's the first one where they made the the DLC free. So that helped that game immensely. And also it just played really well. Yes. Shout out to Paul Fletcher, though, for playing uh, Call of Duty uh, Cold War. That game had a very funny ending. If you chose that ending. So I love a game that just lets you just 
go full like choosing the worst options and seeing what shit happens i always find that very funny um but yeah i would say that's it for me for games do you have like any more recent yeah. ones or anything hank or no um i mean as far as like like recent recent i don't i just don't feel that way about influential doesn't feel right mm -hmm. to talk about recent stuff i would say yeah like fucking warcraft 3 when that and like playing custom games like original dota mm -hmm. uh that was super important to me at the time totally like uh original everquest was a game that like I got introduced to by my friend talking to me and other friends about it mm -hmm. and like just thinking about EverQuest and eventually playing it, but really thinking <laughs> like just imagining playing EverQuest was so <laughs> so much better than actually playing EverQuest. <laughs> um But also like that game was fun too. Yeah. Just like uh and then playing WoW and wow running better on my computer than everquest did yeah it was pretty big <laughs> yeah uh i would say that's that also stuff, probably like what also helped me get really to league too was actually like it could be played on pretty much like a fucking rat spinning on a wheel and i yeah. had a laptop only at the time and it was kind of just mediocre and then eventually mm -hmm. that's like because of that game is probably why i ended up getting like an actual computer tower because eventually i was just like yeah i want to be able to play like the rest of my friends on like an actual computer with a nicer keyboard and i was getting angry that like i just couldn't yeah. play well like i couldn't play with high settings or anything so yeah shout out to yeah, yeah. those sort of games you ever play a MOBA on a laptop touchpad? Yes, that's what I had. You don't. <laughs> that's what I fucking had, dude. Oh my god, it was so bad. It was so so bad. I got real good at it. I got real good at it. Oh my god, and like I didn't. Oh. I got I got like in in WoW. I would do. I did arena with my friend in twos doing it, and we got like a pretty good rank. Nice. And I'm out here on a touchpad not hotkeyed mm -hmm. i have like one hotkey i'm like clicking all my spells uh <laughs> somehow somehow we made it happen oh my god it was <sighs> and I... i've also played on have you ever played on a thumbstick like on those laptops where like it's instead of a mouse there's just like a nub in the middle of the keyboard oh my god yeah I call, it, I call it the nipple in the middle <laughs> yeah my laptop also uh -huh. had that yeah i've also done that <laughs> Yeah, mine ended up breaking, so I was like, all right, I need to get, like, this is early on. Like, after, like, a few weeks of playing the game, I was like, all right, I need a fucking gaming mouse. This is, like, actually unplayable. <laughs> like, all my friends are flaming oh, me. <laughs> you just have to persevere. Well. And be bad for a while, and then mm -hmm. get better at it. True. I, I did, like, that That was fun. That was a good period of time, learning that game and stuff. But yeah, anyone that comes to me, so, I always tell them, no. I'm not teaching you yeah. League of Legends. Retain your sanity. Retain your freedom. Nope. Like, if you're already into it, I'll help you. Uh -huh. But I'm not like, oh, I should I download? No. I tell every single person no. And they're like, well, why? You get I'm like, no. Like, I'm, I'm no. Like, this is really for your own good. I'm not being fishy. Like, facetious. Like, just don't. You know? Like, because, oh, my God, the amount of 
other games or things that could have done with my time. But obviously, I got a lot of enjoyment out of it. And it's like really mostly like the pro scene that has really, I think, maintained my interest in the game. Um, mm-hmm. I can get that because when they killed the pro scene for Heroes of the Storm, that's when I stopped playing yeah. that game. Yeah. <laughs> Which is, yeah. So it's the whole it still thing. still makes me sad because I still love that game. Yeah, no, it was fun. I played a couple games of Heroes of the Storm and it was fun, but just like none of my friends, like, sticked with it so it was just kind of like all right i don't mm. like it enough to play by myself mobas by yourself are like a completely fucking different experience than mobas with a group of friends it is like night and day for me at least that's true but i've mostly played mobas without friends i would say well i i had more friends playing uh hots mm. whereas like like dota it was more like finding people in the giant bomb community that like at least weren't gonna curse me out but i wasn't really it wasn't really friends. are you telling me that mobas have toxic communities that's crazy dude <laughs> you're lying just like people who would actually just like play the game and be chill yeah <laughs> yeah just just doing matchmaking is not not the best way to find no mm-mm Mute all. I played a lot of Hots. I played a lot of Hots with friends, and I played a lot of Hots by myself. Yeah. I actually think Hots was pretty good at managing it by yourself because you can. Its ping system was really good. Mm. And like before, like other games, it and it it had it before a lot of more modern games also have taken the ping system. Yeah. But where you can communicate, and that game is simple enough that you can communicate basically. And the games are quicker teams without than talking like... to people. Most... The, the the games being shorter, yeah. huge. Yeah, it's a huge thing. Yeah, because that's like one of the downsides of League is like, well, yeah. it's gotten better, but there there's been seasons where it was like, yeah, you, it's a time commitment <laughs> to play like one mm-hmm. game because like there's there's been metas or series where like the average game times were like 40, 45 minutes, and like that's just yeah, that's too long. You know, like if a hot's game gets over thirty minutes, I'm going. It's got. It's like that's crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I remember they were like 15, 20 minutes max. So that they would get like like. For, you could get to 25 end game, but yeah, but I was probably like a noob, so they're just shitting on us, or we're shitting on them, or you know what. But yeah. it was good stuff. And then for movies, I'd have probably way less to say about movies, but um, favorite slash influential Lilo and Stitch is always a go-to. I think they handled adult themes very thoughtfully. I thought they did, you know, had a very diverse setting and cast of characters that were all very dynamic way before there was you know a more societal push for that so i think it was ahead of its time in that aspect i loved stitch he was cool and funny and i liked the lore of you know disney thought mickey mouse you know copyright was going to be lost so they had to gonna create a new disney mascot and they were going to pick stitch which just seems so chaotic and funny to me Cause it's like stitch is like the epitome of like edgy turn of the you know two third uh, early millennial uh, millennium uh marketing and everything so it's just like that would have not aged well as your forever mascot but uh i love leland stitch man i have a very soft spot for that movie and then I'm trying to think like i'm sure there's been movies in the past where like i was like 
really deeply moved, but like none really coming to mind. Like I really like standard. Like I love the Dark Knight series. Like I remember like getting super excited about that. I wouldn't say like influential or favorite, but that was definitely like one of the big blockbuster series I got really excited about. Um, Hunger mm-hmm. Games too. I got excited about. Like I wasn't. I saw the Harry Potters, but I wasn't like super into it twilight i saw some of them and never got to it but hunger games i was like yo this is very compelling interesting stuff like i saw the first movie and immediately after seeing the first movie went to Barnes and noble and got the book the second book and like read it in a day because i was just like i need to know what fucking happens man so that was that was some good shit but uh like an actual like real oh you know what fucking moonlight moonlight was really really good compelling stuff i'll say that moonlight had a that that was some uh pulling at the heartstrings good shit um yeah i would say that was probably like the last movie that really like wowed me of like whoa mm-hmm. i need to like i was like rewinding it and like looking at like the different cinematography shots and how they did the coloring and then the characters and the lighting and just everything very very good so you know what i'll actually say moonlight i'm i'm happy with that answer and then how about you sure. mr hank so original star wars trilogy that's pretty core like i can't even remember watching those movies mm, that's a good answer but that's like 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 again final fantasy 7 there's biggs and wedge i'm in <laughs> totally because <laughs> they just named characters biggs and wedge and they did and that game does kind of does the like in meteor res thing um, that's part of why that game hooked me hard, I even would say. But, um, yeah, so when I was a kid, like, me and my dad would go to the video store, like, every Friday and rent, like, a couple movies. So there's definitely, like, the, a, the type of, like, action thriller movies that we both just love mm-hmm. that I'm, like, incredibly partial to because of that. Totally. Um, but there's also, like, stuff that just... Like when we were really like looking around the video store, and we were we would like look in the look in the foreign movie sections, and we pulled out a little movie called Little Otik, which is a Swedish movie about so made by like an experiment. I yeah, I've I've written about it and done a salt circle on it, but uh, it's uh, check that out, people. It's um, it's made by like an experimental stop motion guy, Jan Svankmeyer. Little... But this is like his most mainstream movie, kind of. Oh, Otik, O-T-I-K? Yeah. Okay. Or Otesinek is, or Greedy Guts. It's apparently a way it's been branded to. Mm. I, I, I didn't see, that wasn't how it was branded on the DVD I rented. But, um, like these, there's like this couple that can't have a kid. Like the woman, she's she's sterile. Mm-hmm. They go out into the woods, and this dude like pulls up this stump, and it's like shot like <laughs> it's shot weird. And then he's like sees this stump as a baby. Uh, and he gives it to his wife, and then she starts treating it like a baby. And then like he goes out, and comes back, and like the tree has come alive and is like breastfeeding on his <laughs> wife, and like. And they, so they, they like they fake her being pregnant to take it home and it's like coming alive and then 
and it's like this and so it's this stop motion thing where it has like this this one like trunk root sticking out of its face and the like human teeth will show up there and also like those will go away and then an eyeball will pop out of there all right, so um, I thought and about also then it, it, watching and then, this. Now I'm not. And then, <laughs> and then it becomes all about how it gets a taste for human flesh. Oh, yep. Sorry. <laughs> not not interested in this. Shout out to anyone that enjoyed it. So that started uh, off really kind of cute and wholesome, and then just... It is not cute and wholesome. It went off the deep end. It's also... It's just like these great shots of like the the family that lives in their building is like it's all these foods of people eating and close-ups that are really gross and the dude's always like where are we gonna get some fucking meat because they can't afford meat they're just like eating pancakes or whatever sure uh and there's the the gross old pervert who sees the little girl and like the camera cuts to as like a the metaphor for him being the girl realizing he's horny, it like cuts to his crotch and like a hand comes out of it. Wow. Like a human hand. I don't <laughs> so think I, I just grab. no comment. <laughs> no comment. It's really good. Uh, and then it becomes like the the this girl that lives in the building like reads a fairy tale that is the story of this tree trunk coming alive. Mm-hmm. Like it gets really meta and it becomes about like, she's trying to stop the end of the story where the monster gets cut open after eating all the cabbages of the cabbage farmer lady. And then everything that he ate spilled out. Like it's wait, the, why does she want to protect one the of fucking those... demon monster? Cause she's a kid. And it's, the de- it'll eat her it's too. been locked in the basement. Okay. Now she starts like trying to feed people to it. Oh Jesus fucking! After her parents, after her, uh, its parents have like had had enough and locked it in the the basement of the apartment building. Oh yeah, I fucking wonder why. (laughs) Jesus Christ! Just shoot that thing with a shotgun. Uh, That's my end. It's a good movie. (laughs) It's it's a good movie. Uh, I. Um. Yeah, I don't know if I would ever recommend that to someone, but if that, I feel like that's a very I recommend it to everyone. Audience, it's great. Uh, nope, never seen it, um, but I disagree. <laughs> Fuck that demon's spawn. Just what I like. I don't even know. I just have like the image of fucking like. Uh, did a yeah. Like uh, what is it? The Chucky movies where they like fucking kick him into the mm-hmm. fire. That's just what I want to do with this fucking demon tree child yeah he did a version of alice in wonderland where like the white rabbit is like a taxidermied rabbit that then comes to life like empties all the sawdust out of its chest what some weird (laughs) shit i mean this this one it was on netflix well Uh, i can fucking at some point stay in the fucking dark corner of netflix i don't know they're just like that fucking like line quote line king quote you know beyond you know everything the light touches and then there's just that dark corner with hank rocking back and forth with his fucking demon tree just no simba we can't go over there great Holy shit. And you watch this with your dad? 
Yeah. And he did he have similar thoughts? Yeah. yeah, it was great. It was a great movie. Oh my god, we need Hank's dad on the, the podcast. Best I need thing. to investigate this man. <laughs> How old were you at the I mean, time? About. He's... Oh, I know. I can't. I can't remember. Okay. Probably high school. Oh, okay. Then that's fine. I'm like imagining like little Maybe. baby Hank, like rooting on the fucking demon. I mean, that's not the. I mean, again, that's the movie that I felt weird about watching next to him was uh, Mulholland Drive. But that's just because the long lesbians make makeouts. The best uh, father son bonding. That's <laughs> Dave. That's a David Lynch joint. So that movie's just fucking weird too. I I don't know if it could be much weirder than the one you just fucking described, but sure. Are there any demon trees that become? I mean or that whatever. Oh, no, man. Not specifically trees. Okay. But it, it is a thing of, like, halfway through, like, the characters become different characters after, like, you go out to the... It's it's weird. I can't I can't really describe that movie. Yeah, that's fine. Uh, you know what? After that last movie's description, I'll just take your word for it. Yep, <laughs> it is too weird to describe. I'm not going to even inquire any further. Great. Would you say, yeah. do you have, like, one that, like, an animated, favorite animated movie? Or most impactful or influential? I guess like, it... Im- again, impactful is different because, like, yeah, I was gonna say, is impactful it impactful? Like, no, pro- well, I would go even like when I, what I saw when I was younger, like uh, watching Pinocchio, like the hmm. f- stuff with Monstro in that movie. Oh, it was like real striking to me. You're like, now I love Kaiju, like, just like monsters with lots of teeth. That, I was really into that, so... <laughs> that does not help against Paul's accusations of you liking Vor. <laughs> but was that like... Ag- I don't like it in that way. <laughs> <laughs> Is that like... In a more serious note, was that like kind of what sparked your like love for like kaiju movies and stuff, or no? I mean, just, I like dinosaurs. Godzilla's just a big dinosaur. Oh, okay breathe radioactive like obviously i liked godzilla yeah even though those movies are mostly like objectively bad but whatever it's fine so like the later ones um but yeah like um i don't know Pinocchio. i liked plenty of other other stuff any studio uh, ghibli that you loved and or liked because like I've only seen a few of them but that's something I want to like I only saw like Spirit Away actually for the first time ever like only a couple years ago then I was like yo I get it I get the hype I mean I'm I'm like I'm a basic bitch on that because Spirit Away was the first one I saw Mm -hmm. um I like Howl's Moving Castle a lot and I like um Laputa the just Castle in the Sky, I think that one. But also, I think his fucking Lupin movie, Castle of Cagliostro, is dope. <laughs> that movie is great. Mm. Yeah, I need to get. And I haven't seen a lot of other of other stuff. Yeah, I remember. I haven't seen like like we were we were doing a we were gonna do a full watch on in Soul Circle, but we only did the first one of those. Ah, uh, 
we have to get back to it at some point. Yeah, fuck you, Ben. I, again, I haven't, I haven't seen a lot of the... No, it's totally me not being in the mood for it. <laughs> oh, no. It's Ben's fault. Fuck you, Ben. Nope. Nope. Mine. Ben, get All in the me. mood. Hank really wants to see it. I don't. <laughs> Honestly, like, my thing... My, my criticism of... Miyazaki movies is that they're all have they all want to hit the environmental message so bluntly mm. and obviously and like it's less that's less interesting shout out to the like I don't earth. disagree but <laughs> I don't I don't actually love the way he does it in those movies mm. so it's stuff that that less is less like hitting you on the head with a hammer about it um, yeah. I like a little bit well more. more like subtlety and yeah okay i could see that i like characters true i remember (laughs) my mom got like the vhs of my neighbor totoro from like a garage sale or something because she was like oh you know the person selling it said like it's a really good kids movie and stuff and i was like i don't know maybe five or six or something and i just remember Mm -hmm. like watching the first out like half an hour of it and being like this fucking sucks obviously not five or six year old junkies saying this fucking sucks but that was the the attitude i had where i was just watching it and like i just i don't think i got it or like i don't know five or that six cat year old was a bus i it, i don't even think i even got to that part like i no. think i was just like where's i i just want to put on pokemon like this shit sucks oh i see <laughs> like i'd rather like be playing those... with pokemon you know uh-huh. like yeah I don't know. I think that was like my little five or six year old junkie brain. But so it's like, I've technically sort of seen it, but like not at all remembering any plot at all. But yeah. So sorry, Mr. Ghibli. I was not a fan, but I will maybe reconsider it. But yeah, that, Oh, what? And, uh, where can they send questions, Hank? Uh, Heartscreampodcast at gmail.com. And then the Discord. Please scream questions. We, we're we getting there. Yeah, it, check the show notes. I'm on Twitter at Comic Panels. Bam! I'm on Twitter, JunkieGS, but I don't like really tweet. But I have recently, because janet jackson and justin timberlake being a shit bag and it's just like yo i have thoughts and then i had to share them because <sighs> justice for janet jackson but that's like that could be a whole fucking catalog of episodes so i will not waste time on you but yes go to hank's twitter he probably tweets more interesting and or funny things i don't i retweet way more than i tweet <laughs> See, I, like, I like stuff way more. Like, I barely tweet or retweet, but I'm, like, pretty active about, like, liking and following, like, conversations and trending topics and things of that nature. But, yeah. I'm mo- and I'm mostly uh, just looking for good art I like. Oh, yeah, I follow so many artists, actually. That's, like, one of the best things about Twitter is most, like, artists are pretty good about, like, retweeting a fellow artist so i just like have like fucking hundreds that i follow and it's just like ah feels good man art twitter and i want nba twitter i can't relate to that one but yeah art twitter i will stand by art twitter (laughs) and like a little bit of magic twitter just a tiny bit 
some sprinkles just for deck lists. Yeah, I don't want people talking about magic. I just want deck lists. True. At Fire Shoes, he's like the best. He's the best follower. Shout out at Fire Shoes. Hashtag not sponsored, but you could sponsor us. He gets like one follow for that, that one like... dude who like <laughs> is meticulous about following all the magic events and retweeting decks and stuff. Yeah, sure. The follow uh-huh. us. Look at our reach. Listen, I got fucking forty one likes on my Janet Jackson tweet, and then the Reddit cop. Well, I, I'm Reddit. I'm actually super active about writing about Janet and pop culture and other shit. So follow me there. I do not use Reddit. I use Reddit, like, literally, I look at League of Legends, Popheads, and I think that's it. Yeah, those are, like, the only two subs that I really actually, like, am a part of and or actively look at. And then the rest is just kind of whatever. But, yeah. Love you all. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't use Reddit as a, the social media platform no. it's meant for. Yeah. I use it of, like... If I have a question, I'll look up if somebody on Reddit has asked this question or whatever. True. That's probably a good way to use it. I just, yeah, I like the community aspect because you can find it like a lot of funny. Oh, like League of Legends shit. Like, so there's the main League sub and then there's like a League sub called Queens of League and just a bunch of gays like making like very niche gay memes and jokes about League. So it's just like, ah, injecting into my veins. That's some good shit. Reddit. I don't go to social medias for all the memes. True. I, if the meme is good enough, it will find me. That's that's how I feel about or TikTok. I don't, I don't like I don't mm. keep up with TikTok trends, but it's like if something's good enough, I'll eventually see it on my Twitter timeline. But yeah, or I won't, and that's fine. Or I yeah, I'm like, so I'm actually not good. That shit. True. <laughs> True. I like. I, there's some people that are like, oh, I need to keep keep uh, keeping up with the trend. It's like, nope. I am so good at like being checked out on not knowing anything. Let me stay in my stupid little millennial bubble with my interests and shit. You guys do your own thing. I just gotta read. Like more power I to read you. Read all the Nancys, all the new Nancys. That's all I need. Oh, Nancy's good. I'm glad. You, I love when you retweet that shit or post them. That that is a good account that I follow now because of you. I love those comics. Those are well written. Uh, those are funny. Modern Nancy is so good. Nancy's good. Olivia James, Nancy. I, ten out of ten. I'll say yeah, ten out of ten. Uh, both the Hank and Junkies sign of approval. Hashtag not sponsored, but you could sponsor us. It's, I don't know. No. No. All right. Bye. We love you. Stay safe. Healthy. Remember to wear two masks when you go out. Uh, stay hydrated. Uh, practice self-care and self-love and ask us questions and or dating advice. Bye. Go fuck yourself.